Buffer Finance is working hard to bring liquidity pool backed options trading to Binance Smart Chain. Feynman from the team join me on the podcast to discuss how the platform works and what users can expect to see in the future. Welcome to the BSC News Podcast. You're listening to the BSC News Podcast, the leader in decentralized finance on the Binance Smart Chain. Here's your host, Ben Antes. Feynman, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Ben. Thanks for inviting me. So you are with Buffer Finance, and you have a lot going on, definitely like in the next couple weeks. And before we get into uh, the options platform and this gamified options platform, why don't we first talk about what was your inspiration behind Buffer Finance and what made you want to build out this project? Yeah, so me and my co-founder, Heisenberg, we both been in crypto trading since like four years. And uh, we both have uh, uh, engineering and finance background. So, uh, you know, like majorly in cryptocurrency, what we were seeing was that uh, most options uh, that are available is for spot trading. And there are very few options that are available for futures and options. Uh, What is available right now is majorly centralized. And even in decentralized, uh, there are lot of market gaps so um, there is not enough liquidity in most of the markets that are currently available so we thought of building a system a solution uh, you know that allows uh, trading which doesn't require exactly market making and uh, you know like we can skip counterparty just like uh, Uniswap and PancakeSwap did for spot trading so that was the base inspiration when we started you know, ideating a buffer. And from there, we uh, started building it. Yeah, I think what you're talking about with the counterparty trading issue is something that the liquidity pool kind of solves for a lot of different applications. And I, th- I think for me personally, this is the first I've heard of it solving in an options trading uh, issue. Not that that hasn't been done before. I'm just not familiar with it. And what I want to kind of get into for the listener is ways both the the options traders can benefit and utilize the platform and how the the liquidity providers will benefit and interact with the platform. So why don't we first start with the options traders? And I I imagine it's you know a buy and sell system, but I want to hear kind of you go through those details and and how they plan to interact with it. Exactly. So uh, what Buffer Finance does is uh, it allows anyone to buy options, uh, whether it's a call or a put, directly against a liquidity pool. So what it does is basically it eliminates the need of uh, an individual option seller, where it replaces the option seller with a liquidity pool. So this liquidity pool, anyone can come and provide liquidity. And this liquidity pool always takes the opposite position of uh, uh, towards uh, basically whoever is going to buy an option. So, for example, if you uh, come and buy a call option, the exact opposite position will be taken by the liquidity pool. So anyone. So as an option trader, if you want to be a buyer, uh, you can directly customize your option with your own strike price expiry and then buy an option directly from, from the platform. And if you want to be a seller, 
you can add liquidity to the liquidity pool uh, for the uh, seller part uh, you know we actually has have a bidirectional liquidity pool so the liquidity pool only takes um, position in against both call as well as put option so that you know it diversifies on uh, the position for liquidity providers so basically it becomes like uh, if you say uh, in market current sentiment uh, if someone buys uh, equally call and put option it's the overall uh, strategy for a liquidity pool uh liquidity provider in a liquidity pool becomes kind of a selling a straddle so uh you know you kind of get a constant stream of passive income by being a liquidity provider and uh, as an option buyer you can always take uh positions or hedge uh, against uh you know your current asset position that uh bidirectional pool where you can choose is um Something that just got me thinking about how we talked before this about how I'm, I love selling calls because I know, you know, to me, like calls are just that passive income. I don't particularly love to sell puts, but I've definitely done it before. Uh, so I could decide I just want to be a call, like almost like a perpetual call seller by providing liquidity to that call side, correct? If I understand that correctly. Right yeah so uh, that so right so earlier what we were trying to do was having a different pool for call and put but uh, that's something that we have decided specifically to keep a same pool for call and put right now because okay. uh, you know like since on the start of the protocol we want to consolidate the liquidity and do not want to divide it among two different pools as oh, okay. you know we start getting more liquidity providers and start building the total value log we can have a separate pool for both of these uh, call and put options so that you know uh, sellers can have a specific position if they want to uh, having said that a uh, bidirectional pool would be really helpful uh, for uh, specifically for liquidity providers you know who uh want a diversification and do not have a specific viewpoint in terms of how the market will go mm-hmm. so that that makes it a constant yield earning uh, mechanism just like a liquidity provider in pancakeswap so they directly earn the fee of uh, trading and you know uh, that's how we wanted to uh we wanted the liquidity pool to be like so that you know we can transition those liquidity providers who are right now providing liquidity on banking and other amms to directly see it as an opportunity uh, to make additional yield and uh, you know that's the exact target audience so we uh, made the liquidity pool in a certain way but of course this uh, dividing it in call and put will be done in future as we start getting more and more traction okay and hearing you talk about that, I actually like that idea of the bi-directional pool because I can just kind of be price agnostic as long as I like the assets. And then right. I, yeah, and I'll, I'll earn yield from premium buyers, uh, whichever direction it's headed. And exactly. so 
when I kind of want to get a little deeper into the liquidity pool side. So I imagine there would need to be a separate liquidity pool for each asset. So do you plan to have them paired? Like, would it be a Bitcoin with BNB or would you do it in a stable coin? Um, how do you guys plan to set those liquidity pools up? Yeah, so right now how it is, it is only BNB. Uh, then we'll be expanding it to Bitcoin and ETH as well. So, uh, but the liquidity pool will be separate for all these three assets. And then the fourth one that we'll be launching would be a stable coin, either USDC or USDT. And uh, that liquidity pool will not only support options on uh, BTC, BNB, but it will also support multiple options like, uh, uh, you know, stock options, including Apple, Alphabet, Amazon, all these will also be supported against a stable coin liquidity pool. So that is kind of uh, uh, right now planned by end of this quarter. And currently all asset will be backed by its uh, native uh, uh, liquidity pool. Okay. And for the option buyers, you said that they will, you know, they'll customize their strike price and expiry date. Are these brought in through like an Oracle where you guys are getting these prices or how, you know, how is the prices set? So the sellers know someone like me will know that this is, you know, a good price for the market. Yeah. So uh, there are two price feeds basically one, uh, the asset price that is directly being brought in by an Oracle or uh, we are using Chainlink for that. So that's where we get uh, the asset price and the option pricing is done using an formula that is directly embedded in the smart contract. Uh, so we are using Blackshaw's Merton's uh, approximation to basically price the option. And uh, then once uh, you get the price, uh, basically for any strike price or uh, uh, expiry date and option size. So anyone can customize all these things and then buy their own option and the pricing will directly turn by the smart contract itself. So there is no off-chain calculation or data as such. Everything is done on-chain only. Okay. It's something I'm curious about is you know, if I, as a seller, if I'm wrong enough times, uh, obviously my liquidity is going to be hurt, you know, the, and the, I guess the question I have is, do you guys have data on, you know, how often is the, uh, is the buyer on the winning side of a, uh, of a put? Yeah. So typically, uh, option selling is always a lucrative business and option selling is generally a way to earn passive income mm -hmm. in terms of uh, uh, ratios uh, 20% of the times option buyer uh, wins and 80% of the times option seller wins. And as I said, like being a part of a buyer direction pool, it's like uh, selling volatility or you can say it's like selling uh, straddles. So you, that's uh, so this is the general simulation uh, in terms of uh, uh, price movement only in one direction movement or uh, option buyer will win the game and out of the five direction it can move right it could be flat it could be a very small increase 
it could be a very small decrease it could be a very high decrease and it could be a very high increase so out of this one time when actually a buyer uh, will be making a positive payout and all the other four times out of five uh, the option seller will be making a positive payout so the ratio over long term comes out to be 20 80% uh, there can be uh, situations you know when there is a unidirectional movement but uh, that's what uh, the liquidity that's what we call you know like in amms also we call it impermanent loss mm-hmm. so that kind of recovers over time if you keep being an option if you keep being a liquidity provider for a longer term so it works very well to build a regular yield yeah it's interesting in the it's interesting that the impermanent loss is not actually a factor of price but it's rather a factor of like factor of market volatility which is a right exactly. you know gives you another kind of angle at earning and building building up your liquidity because typically you know what we focus on is the two assets diverging and then coming back together as a ratio of each other but this time we're we're looking at the divergence of you know yeah. betting basically right actually, yeah the impermanent loss loss here is you know or less permanent compared to price pairs so because uh, it's highly unlikely that market will keep moving only in one direction people will keep betting in that direction so that's that makes it very robust in terms of uh, uh, generating a passive income mm-hmm. much better than liquidity pools uh, in amms i kind of agree and with the with with so now let's focus on the liquidity providers a little more and the way they earn uh, so they will you know so when the buyer pays that premium into the pool does that just go into the pool and become a part of your liquid of an investor's liquidity or does that get paid out like a claimable i would imagine it has to go into the pool itself yeah so uh, basically it's a self compounding pool so whenever a buyer buys they have to pay an option premium that gets added to the liquidity pool and that whole pool becomes eligible to write new options so basically it acts as a compounding pool so uh, as your uh, uh, balance in the pool keeps increasing the ability to write number of options increases mhm and do the the liquidity providers earn an additional token as an incentive on top of the premiums that's coming to them so uh the basically the value of the token they already have increases so they can cash out a larger amount of sum mm-hmm. so whatever tokens are generated when you provide liquidity uh later those token only become more valuable and you can take out more uh, amount of money mhm I like this as a it's a nice supplement to you know there's the lending market there's the AMM market and then there's the option market which is really a different a different animal in itself so it's nice to supplement that where you could potentially get higher yield from single assets right right do you have a and an estimation on what the yield could be or is that just too hard to know until until you see it live uh, 
yeah that 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 would be difficult to tell uh, so basically here uh, the yield will depend on the volume right mm-hmm. so as much uh, volume you know is generated uh, higher the utilization of the yield so we might you know uh, be at a stage and also like how short term options are being bought so uh, if someone buys uh, longer term options uh, then the liquidity on which they buy gets logged so that uh, you know the turnover of that particular liquidity is lesser whereas if people come in by a uh, one day two day options uh, then the turnover of that liquidity is more so the earning power of that particular uh, pool becomes higher so it's it would be very difficult we ourselves are doing simulations uh, to see how it works and uh, it's kind of always above the apy stays above 20 to 30% but yeah these numbers are very uh, tentative and uh, based on simulations so it can be much higher uh, or it can be lower so we cannot like exactly give you the number mhm is that it also depends on how much liquidity is there um exactly so yeah. so if I, uh, you know someone has a lot of liquidity but uh, there are not too many option buyers then a lot of liquidity stays uh, unutilized so mm-hmm. that also is a uh, aspect yeah i kind of wonder knowing what i know about cryptocurrency traders they would probably gravitate towards the short term options whereas like in traditional markets i think people prefer longer term options yeah, that's just that's just right. a total speculation but i would think crypto people would love you know two day three day quick quick expiries make a quick buck on the a- volatility in crypto i guess uh, it's more profitable to have a shorter term uh, options because uh, you know uh, one day or two days kind of uh, predictable or you can take a viewpoint taking a viewpoint for 30 days to 90 days it's very difficult in crypto so Mm-hmm. Uh, adds a lot of risk. Should I open up a 180-day option if I wanted to? Right now, I guess so. We have till 90 days. Uh, 90 days. We yeah, we do have uh, options to increase that, and maybe we will be doing that in our second version. But yeah, right now it's very new, so we want to keep it limited and. Uh, uh see how actually option buyers behave yeah and i don't think you want especially at the onset liquidity being locked up for for 6 months at a time yeah right so how does the the buffer the ibfr token tie into the system yeah so ibfr is majorly has like you know there are like basic utilities including governance and uh, liquidity mining but the major key utility of ibfr is uh, any ibfr holder gets access to 50% of the revenue that the protocol is making so anyone who has ibfr they can stake it in our staking pool and uh, as i mentioned whenever an option is sold we charge two kind of fee one is the option fee that goes directly to the liquidity providers and there is another fee that we call settlement fee out of which 50% will directly be funneled to uh, ibfr uh, stakers who stake in our staking pool 
so basically if you do not uh, understand options that much or do not want to take uh, the risk uh, you can always buy an ibfr and be part of the overall options market so that was that was the base reason to have ibfr as a native token okay and that makes a lot of sense to make investors kind of like stakeholders in the profit share of the platform yeah and will that will that be a claimable earning over time that like if you stake it in the staking pool you get to to claim the token and and you can go take your profits out yeah exactly so uh, you keep it staked and you continuously keep getting uh, the fee and there's no lock in or waiting period whenever a transaction is made uh, it gets distributed proportionately among all the stakers and they can always claim it okay and looking definitely let's let's talk about what you have going on in the next few days and then we'll talk a little bit more let's say over the next several months what are your current up- updates you know that you you're coming out with over the next week yeah so uh, we have been running on testnet since uh, 10 weeks now so first eight week we uh, ran a leaderboard where you know we tried to get in option traders and see how they are interacting we also saw that whether our systems are robust to handle enough traffic and kind of 3000 uh, uh, unique wallets interacted with the options platform and uh, more than 2700 test bnb were provided in the liquidity so and you know like our audit is currently going on so we have done preliminary audits with few firms and uh, our audit is about to come with Shield. and within a week uh, you know like maybe in a day or two we will be announcing the main net and uh, within a week uh, we will be on main net so currently on mainnet we'll have bnb options and a bnb liquidity pool within this month only we'll be also launching bitcoin and ethereum options with their liquidity pools so this all will be up as well as staking for ibfr and mostly liquidity mining as well so these things are all uh, up upcoming in this month itself okay so that'll and, be like you know, the month month of october yeah, right okay yeah month of october so and a lot of partnerships so basically our options platform is like a plug and play and anyone who is interested uh, they can put a widget in their uh, you know website to allow anyone to buy options through our platform so that we are working on right now we have multiple people whom we are reaching out for partnership and mostly a lot of partnership will be announced in the coming month only okay awesome and do you guys have any further roadmap plans uh for the platform yeah so uh there are two base uh, expansions uh one is uh through chains so right now it will be launched on bsc and then we'll be expanding to polygon avalanche cardano and potentially solana by um 
I would say 2022 quarter one, we'll have we'll be at least on three more chains. And the other aspect of an expansion is the assets. So right now we'll be supporting three cryptocurrencies. Uh, as you know, we start getting more data, understand the markets, we'll be expanding to further cryptocurrencies which have good volume in spot trading. And then also uh, by Q4 end, we'll be start, we'll start integrating stocks like uh, Amazon and Apple, Alphabet, Tesla. These are like the initial stocks we are targeting. And as we, you know, move on, these asset classes will keep on increasing. Okay. And I do have one more question since you mentioned the multi-chain expansion plans. Will an IBFR staker on BSC see benefit when you go cross-chain? Or will you have will you be launching new versions of IBFR or, or will it be just kind of brought um, so IBFR chain? would be bridged. No, okay. so IBF would be bridge. Uh, another thing uh, that we are planning to do, and that's the base, the main blocker for us right now, is uh, providing revenue share also cross chain. So you can stake IBFR in any of the chain that you're comfortable, and the overall volume uh, revenue generated from the overall volume cross chain will be distributed among all the IBFR stakers. It, like it would be chain agnostic. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are uh, specifically working on. I imagine that's make... a tough technical feat to get done. Yeah, exactly. So we are in talks with the few core team members and uh, mostly we will be able to figure out a way because it is technically doable, but yeah, uh, need some more time of research. Yeah, I'm happy to hear that because I think that's important when that's a that's a good cross chain plan to implement so that all of your different users are benefiting from the cross chain expansion. Right, right. Is is there a way to make your liquidity cross chain? That's probably not even yeah. necessary, but just curious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we do want the whole protocol to be uh, you know chain agnostic that we will you know work upon in our second version but yeah we wanted to bring something to the market to users to start with mm-hmm. so liquidity pool might not be the immediate plan but yeah that that would be great if we can do that yeah now Feynman, i think this is really great i know there'll be some updates coming out we'll keep an eye on them i think uh this podcast will probably come out after your your the the audit update and in the liquidity mining announcement but uh i wish you guys the best of luck this is this is going to be a you know a cool addition to an investor's toolbox to interact with these tokens potentially earn yield and also to trade with so the best of luck to you guys and i appreciate your time yeah thanks ben thanks for asking all these smart questions and great interacting with you (laughs)